Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today's show is a commentary on the highly publicized Freedom Convoy protests that have gripped my home city of Ottawa, Canada for the last 23 days. What I'm reporting is my own opinion based on my own observations and from first-hand conversations that I've had with people who have actually attended the protest. In our culture, we seem to have a need to simplify and reduce issues to a binary choice. You're either good or bad, friend or enemy. You either agree or disagree. Things are black or white with no room for gray. What I've observed in the news media is an attempt to select the subset of facts that support the desired narrative. Virtually every news outlet I've seen is guilty of the same process, irrespective of which side of the argument they're supporting. Some have said that if you support the protest, then you're anti-science and anti-vaccine. Well, I'm here to tell you that I'm actually pro-vaccine, but anti-mandate. I believe that it's in most people's best interest to be vaccinated earlier on in the pandemic. I'm vaccinated, but as we've learned, the vaccine does not prevent the spread of the disease. It reduces the severity of symptoms in those who are vaccinated. If people choose not to be vaccinated, even though it would be in their best interest, that is their prerogative in a free society. I have a friend who chose not to get the vaccine, and sadly, he's no longer with us. I believe he made a poor choice, and I'm sad that he's no longer living as a result. I'm sad for his family and for all of his friends, but I defend his right to make a choice. So I reject the reductionist argument that if you're anti-mandate, you're automatically anti-vaccine and anti-science. I'm completely pro-vaccine and pro-science. I'm just anti-mandate. It's not that complicated to keep those two ideas in your head at the same time. The protest itself was largely a peaceful protest. Protesters could be seen at all hours of the day cleaning up the streets of litter, shoveling snow from the streets and the sidewalks, and taking care of the statues and monument that surround our parliament. Did a few people misbehave? Yes, absolutely. And it was those few brief moments that made the evening news. I also believe the protesters made a mistake by inviting all comers with a grievance to take part in the protest. That allowed their message to be diluted, and it created the conditions for the protest to be mischaracterized as neo-Nazi or the work of extremist groups in the U.S. The news didn't report on the reluctance of police to confront protesters who were peaceful and largely well-behaved. Were the protests disruptive for the core of our city? Absolutely. I fully sympathize those who live within a few blocks from the center of our city whose lives were impacted by the noise and diesel fumes. They don't deserve to be impacted in this way. My business had events negatively impacted by the occupation of the downtown core as well. I personally believe that our federal government had the opportunity to engage in a dialogue with the protesters, and they declined to do so. Instead, they continued to stick to a narrative that focused on compliance with their edict that everyone needs to be vaccinated. They simply were not listening. And when there's no listening, we cease to be a democratic society. After nearly three weeks, the government enacted the Emergencies Act. This act gives the government extraordinary powers in the event of a national emergency. Now I'm going to read the preamble of the legislation directly from the legislation, and it says, and I quote, Whereas the safety and security of the individual, the protection of the values of the body politic, and the preservation of the sovereignty, security, and territorial integrity of the state are fundamental obligations of government. And whereas the fulfillment of those obligations in Canada must be seriously threatened by a national emergency, and in order to ensure safety and security during such an emergency, the governor and council should be authorized, subject to the supervision of parliament, to take special temporary measures that may not be appropriate in normal times. And that's the end of the quote. Now, I'm sorry, but in my opinion... 
blocking four streets in the downtown core of Ottawa does not meet the criteria of threatening the preservation of the sovereignty, security, or territorial integrity of the state. The use of this bill is being challenged in the court, and we'll see if the government's decision to enact the Emergencies Act is deemed to be lawful or not. I personally believe the protest has gone on long enough, and a recent opinion poll showed that 70% of those surveyed felt the occupation of the downtown should end. But that doesn't mean that 70% of the people oppose the protest. It doesn't mean that 70% of the population support the use of the Emergency Act. In this respect, I agree with the protesters that we are experiencing government overreach. There's government overreach in the vaccine mandate, and there's government overreach in the use of the Emergency Act. I'm not some right-wing extremist, nor am I a fringe opinion. I think I'm about as mainstream as it gets. This is a moment, as there are often moments, where I believe it's possible to hold seemingly contradictory arguments in your head at the same time. But in fact, those arguments are only contradictory if you force yourself down the narrow reductionist path of black and white. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.